Relationships are laboratories of the spirit. They are hospitals of the soul. They are the places where the wounds that we hold will be brought up because that's the only way they can be healed. That's Marianne Williamson, and this is The Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I'm your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Friday. And today we have a new featured speaker making her debut on the show to reveal the purpose of relationships and why so many relationships do not work. Here's Marianne Williamson. Enjoy. So every, the Course in Miracles says every relationship is an assignment made by this natural intelligence, made by the Spirit, to foster the intentionality of the universe running through you, the intentionality of the universe being that both people are lifted to the highest level of creative possibility. That does not mean we will necessarily like each other. What that means is that in each other's presence and in combination with each other, we have the maximal opportunity for soul growth. Now, have you noticed, I've noticed, isn't it easy to be enlightened when everybody's really nice to you? (laughs) Isn't it like God's so easy to be enlightened when everybody's doing exactly what you want them to do? But where's the growth in that, right? The universe doesn't work like that. Anytime you think, wow, I'm doing so good, I'm so spiritual, I'm so loving, I'm so forgiving. Have you noticed that's about when the universe goes, ooh, can you take that? (laughs) Because that person's going to be really rude right now. That person is going to be really, really challenging to you. How is it that when you have a rough emerald or a rough amethyst or a rough ruby, how do they get smoothed out? They rub up against each other. And to say that we're assigned to people with whom we have the maximal opportunity of soul growth actually means that relationships are laboratories of the spirit. They are hospitals of the soul. They are the places where the wounds that we hold will be brought up because that's the only way they can be healed. If you go to the doctor and you have a broken elbow, the doctor doesn't say, hey, let's look at that knee. (laughs) Now, if a a baby, a little child, comes up to its mommy or its daddy and says, I have a boo-boo, I have a boo-boo, I have a cut on my hand, then mommy or daddy says, here, let 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 me kiss it. It'll be fine now. When a person shows you their wounds, and we all have them, we all had childhood, we all have triggers, and those triggers and those wounds are to God, to the universe, no different than that little cut on the hand of the child. Our salvation lies in being available, like Brene was saying, being available for the healing of the other. But the ego mind, which is the mind that resists relationship because it resists love, because it resists God, it is the delusion of the separate self. If I see your wound, remember your wound as an adult doesn't manifest like a cut on the body. It manifests as a character defect. 
Now, that character defect, our neuroses are not where we're bad, it's where we're wounded. But only the enlightened master next to you knows that. The, that person just thinks, God, you're obnoxious. God, you're rude. God, you're controlling. God, you're needy. Now, that's why you're with that person. But instead of saying, oh, honey, let me kiss your boo-boo, I go, ugh, I want nothing to do with you. And I resist the relationship because I have forgotten the purpose of the relationship is, number one, for me to actualize, for me to say about myself, would God have me reject you because you're wounded? Is that what it, would spirit have me reject you because you're wounded? Is that what love does? If my right relationship with the universe is to be love, then I'm to stand in the presence of your wound and to know that what's not love is a call for love. That doesn't mean I, I need to date you. It doesn't mean I need to marry you. It doesn't mean I have to have sex with you. It doesn't mean I need to work with you. But it does mean that my spiritual calling, in order for me to be in the right relationship with the universe, my right relationship with love, my right relationship with spirit, and my right relationship with you is to stand here not in judgment or in blame. Not to say, well, you're not giving me what I want, but rather to ask that I be an instrument of love. Otherwise, I'm not actualized. And if I'm not actualized, I cannot collaborate with you. This relationship, whatever it is, is not just for me to get what I want, but so that we might be collaborative in serving the flow of love through us for all living things. And then we serve something higher than ourselves. That's why our relationships don't work, is because we're trying to use them for our purposes only. But that malignant thought is exactly what we are here as a species to evolve beyond. And we must, because humanity itself is now at a crossroads. There will either be mass enlightenment or mass global destruction. Those are the only two choices humanity has at this point. And that is why all of this is happening. All of these books are being written. All of these television shows. All of the individuals who are understanding within us that our purpose here is to be used for something higher than ourselves and to greet everyone we meet with that namaste consciousness where we know this is something holy going on here. It is a holy encounter if I intend that it be so. So this is the way we do it. We wake up in the morning and we ask. This is how the lamp plugs in. We ask that our intention be, where would you have me go? We say to natural intelligence, to love, to God as we understand it. Where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say and to whom? This puts you in right relationship with the intentionality of the universe, with your primary function on the earth. And then we are asked to see that in every single relationship encounter, even the most casual ones. Either God is in everyone or God is in no one. You know, I gotta tell you something. The highest power position, the highest power thought is not, I am unique. The highest power thought is, I'm just like everybody else. I'm just as wounded as everybody else. I'm just as hurt as everybody else. I'm just as hungry as love for everybody else. Because that gives you empathy. That gives you compassion. And then relationships aren't even something you have to strive for. Relationship is something, the, it, it is simply the primal state of being. Cells are in relationship with each other. And then we heal. And then all of the wounds that we have, you know, in Western psychotherapy, Western psychotherapeutic tradition and mentality is all about how can we, how can we analyze our wounds and learn more about our wounds and own more about our wounds. Yes, we have to look at them. But you know, I heard an oncologist talking the other day, and he was saying that what happens in cancer is that the body gets confused and it begins protecting the tumor. 
we start coddling our neuroses. We start talking about our wounds more than talking about the fact that in any given moment, I might be wounded, but I can choose not to act from my wound. <clears throat> I don't have to act from it. <clears throat> and, when I'm a, and when I'm having an awful thought, I can say, I surrender this thought because I know that I'm not actualized. If I'm, not at the, if I'm having a critical thought, if I'm having a negative thought, if I'm having a blaming thought, if I'm having a victimizing thought, I might not be evolved enough to not have that thought, but I can be evolved enough to say, I am willing to see this differently. I'm willing to ask for a divine intercession from a thought system beyond my own to enter into this thought system and restore the celestial order within my thinking so that I will bite my tongue, I will not send a text, I will not send an email, I will not, bite, I will not pick up the phone, I will not listen to the part of me that says, no, I, I, he needs to hear this, and he needs to hear this from me now. <laughs> I can be aware enough and experienced enough to know that probably will not get me what I want. That is my ego mind by self-hatred posing as my self-love. You know what? Years ago, I said to myself, oh, Marianne, you don't have to worry about a devil. There's no devil out there stalking men's, you know, this planet from insults. It's completely all in your mind. And then I stopped and I thought, all in my mind. That's the worst place it could possibly be. <laughs> so we don't believe in some devil out there because ultimately there is no out there. But what there is in all of us, the tendency to perceive without love. And if we are perceiving without love, we will not ultimately be happy. We will not ultimately be successful in the sense of what success means in an enlightened sense. And we will definitely not be in relationship. So we can know that those voices are there because we are wounded, because wires got crossed. We all had childhood and we all have, have had the experiences in life of betrayal, of unkindness, and sometimes those situations are right in front of us right now, particularly in relationship and particularly in intimate relationship. But you know, when couples ask me, how do we make our relationship better? Often I say to myself, I'll say to a woman, when your husband left this for the house this morning, did you pray for his happiness? Did you, when you're, when you, whoever your partner is, your lover is, your child is, did you pray for their happiness this morning? Kind of forgot to do that. That's what that plugging in of the lamp is. And in any given moment, we can practice it. Just like with yoga or any other physical exercise, you're training your external muscles. With spiritual practice, we train our attitudinal muscles. And just like with yoga, you, get, you discipline your muscles so that you can rest in that place. With spiritual place, we discipline our thoughts. Yes, we all have those thoughts. Yes, we all have those selfish thoughts. Yes, we all have those negative thoughts, etc. But we can take a stand. We can take a stand for love. We can take a stand for the universe. We can take a stand for enlightenment. We can take a stand for God, which is ultimately we can take a stand for our own selves. That is self-care. That is self-love. Big thanks to Marianne Williamson for stopping by. Her website is Marianne.com. Her Instagram is Marianne Williamson. And her podcast is entitled The Marianne Williamson Podcast. And I got this clip from Oprah's Super Soul Sessions. And I'll have a link to the entire talk in the show description, along with all the links to connect with Marianne. And lastly, when you get a chance, please follow the show on Spotify podcast, share it or follow the show on your favorite podcast player app. And that is a wrap for me. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and I will see you back here Monday. So until then, 
Stay strong. Later. <laughs>